Good morning, welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning after an extraordinary Saturday night. It was to be Miracle Mile night. If you have been asleep for the last day and a half, you may not know the Miracle Mile was bumped by a cyclone at Menangle from 11.40, or sorry, 9.40 on Saturday night to this Saturday coming up, just an hour before the race, the cyclone hit, a mini flood took over the track, and the stewards and the club left with no chance, and no choice, but to move the race to this Saturday. So Miracle Mile Week 2 begins in New South Wales, a quite remarkable story. The logistics out of it, the field stays the same. There are no scratchings, there is no redraw. I'm sure Fred Hastings covered most of this yesterday. And also the markets will stay predominantly the same because there's no reason we can see to think of a change. We'll ask leading horseman Luke McCarthy about that in a second. But before we get to the logistics of the horses and what they do this week, Luke McCarthy, you're the king of Menangle. You've been doing this for a while. That was totally unprecedented on Saturday night. Yeah, good morning, Nick. It's, um, I guess that's just frustrating for everyone involved, but, you know, the club didn't have a choice. The ruts were too bad in the track, and let's hope we can get some clear weather this week and um, have a good week and look forward to Saturday. Okay, you and your wife Belinda who officially changed the horses, are you comfortable the right decision was made? Oh, 100%, yeah. It, you couldn't run the horses the way the track was. If, you know, the, the ruts in the track, if you know, one of them good horses popped a tendon or something, you'd then forgive yourself. So look, the club done the right thing and hopefully we can be spot on for this week. Luke, there were horses out working on the track at Menangle yesterday morning, obviously not in the rutted area with the the red cones out around about 7.30 yesterday morning. How is the track in general, with of course the uh, the fact that, the, that down the inside is the worst affected and therefore the area that's going to need the work? Yeah, the track was fine. We we were, we just, because they'd been in their attention month since Thursday, we decided to leave them there Saturday night. They're obviously already settled there and we just went and gave them a good hobble run out wide Sunday morning. They all worked really good and the track, yeah, the track's fine. It's just got the ruts down on the inside where you race, obviously. So, uh, no, we got a good bit of work into them yesterday, and you know they can just tick over for the week, and yeah, be ready for Saturday. Luke, it may be sound like a stupid question, but I want to ask for some of our, our listeners who, who don't follow the races as much or maybe don't know exactly how horse training goes. With a race meeting like that, when the horses are geared up and they are ready to go, and then the race is transferred back a week, does it mentally or physically affect the horses in any way? Well, it probably, it probably can. Um, you know, more a younger horse, I'd say it would, but... Um, yeah, you know, our three in particular, they're all very well travelled. You know, they've travelled all around the, you know, the East Coast, raced in Queensland and Victoria. So, look, their seasons have worried them one bit, and they just, yeah, we got them out working Sunday, and they all train good, so they're ready to go. I take it it's a slightly different week of preparation this week was because last week they had just come off races on Saturday night, which they haven't had. So. How different is this week's training to what you did with them last week? Well, to, let's be honest, it's probably better for our ones because they did have really hard runs this Saturday 
prior, so they didn't do a lot last week. They just went in really fresh. Um, but with the uh, extra week, you know, they had a heat out Sunday, they can just do a little bit Tuesday, Thursday, and, you know, they'll probably be better again, I think. Look, for those people who are punters who, who love to think there could be an advantage one way or the other, are any of your three horses, or in fact any of the opposition for the Miracle Mile, do you think advantaged or disadvantaged by the week? I know you're talking about these horses having an extra week, but they all get that. Does it put them in a slightly better position against the horse like Bondi Lockdown, who already had a week off in between? It probably does. It probably helps you know, all the the runners that didn't race, you know, the, um, you know, having the two-week gap, so the, obviously the four-year-olds are going to be a three-week gap. But look, they've had hard racing, Bondi Lockdown, Greg and Jess's fella, and it won't make any difference, really. I don't think they'll be all spot on. Luke, you've done this plenty of times before going to big race days. Um, what was it like being ready for a Miracle Mile? And I, I presume you were in the zone on Saturday afternoon and Saturday night and then having to, to power down without having the experience of the race. It must have been an unusually deflating experience. Oh, not really, Nick. I, I sort of don't get too wound up in it, to be honest. And I think you're better off going into them races in the mind frame you're just driving in a general free-for-all because you know you're just there to do your job and all that so yeah not really thanks obviously once it's over you reflect on it but it, at the time you just just focused on make sure you do the right thing for all the connections and everyone involved we could have been reflecting this morning luke on potentially the end of the career for your champion pacer, King of Swing. Um, one bright factor out of all of this is you've got King of Swing in the stable for at least a week more. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, it's just been a pleasure to have around, and um, yeah, we have like so we haven't mentioned, decided anything yet. We'll just wait until after Miracle Ball, so I we'll put that back another week. Some of the races that did get run saw Alto Orlando resume after the Inter Dominions with. I thought was a hell of a victory for a horse his age, driven off the speed, beautifully handled by Jack Callahan. I, I thought that was a really promising win, not to be beating Miracle Mile horses heading forward, Luke, but to suggest there's a decent race in him some stage over the autumn. Yeah, just a lovely old horse. He's done an amazing job since coming to Australia. I think he's up close to half a million. I think I haven't lately, but he's, yeah, he's just great to have around and he's got his quirk but look he's a good racehorse and he come out and went really good on Saturday and you know, hopefully he stays healthy and sound and we'll just continue on with him and yeah, he'll just carry on and probably head to Brisbane for the carnival and just poke around in the free for all Look I take it the horses are out of the retention but they're headed home to Cobby and then I presume they head back into the retention on Thursday yeah, that I'd, well, yeah, we'll presume that's what will happen. And um, we, we worked in this day and just brought them home. They had a normal day today and then just have, hopefully have a, a normal week and head back over Thursday. All right, for the Sky Sport Radio listeners who had their unusual experience watching on the television on Saturday night, 
Um, a little mile horses. Do you have a horse you are literally lining up whether it's at Manang or any of the other racetracks this week or of course on Saturday night that maybe we should keep a sneaky dollar for? Um, we've got a horse in he's only in like an up to eighty race, but he's run a run a really good second last start called Artillery. I think he'd be a good one for the punters to follow. Thanks for joining us this morning and giving us an insight to the life of the trailer Miracle Mile week, mate. And uh, good luck too to you, Belinda, and your connections on Saturday night. Yeah, well, let's hope we can go ahead this week. So, um, thanks, Nick. That's Luke MacArthur, a man who, along with Belinda, his wife, had three horses in the Miracle Mile. They were geared up, ready to go. The cyclone came, the gear came off. And we go again this Saturday night. So you are just joining the show. Miracle Mile delayed from last Saturday to this Saturday. We'll on the other side after this break to Grant Dixon out of Queensland who was able to win the major race which was run on Saturday night and that was the New South Wales Derby. Footy season is back and you'll never miss a moment with KO Sports. The team you love, every game of every round live and ad break free in play. Oh! Yep, no ad breaks while the game is on. How about that? You to KO, start your free trial today. Beloved doggies, it's true. I never knew it was possible to watch every game, every round live with no ad breaks in play. I have KO now. We've got to run, Garrett. Never miss a moment of the team you love. KO Sports. Form Guide, brought to you by Tabs The Lock. Activate to get Tab's best starting price, guaranteed. TNC Supply, gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to On The Pace on a Monday morning. I'm Michael Gear and your host for the next 20 minutes or so. And Grant Dixon is no stranger for bringing good horses to Menango and being successful, but he bought a very exciting horse in Leap to Fame, who maybe did just that in the... New South Wales Derby on Saturday night. Grant, congratulations, and thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, thanks, Mick. No worries at all. Uh, mate, I take it you're back in Queensland with him? Uh, yeah, um, I, me and Tristan came back on uh, Sunday night, and uh, the, the horses will come back with Dale, and we'll um, hopefully tonight. Grant, he was quite stunning in the derby. Admittedly, he was stunning in the heat, so it wasn't a massive surprise to everybody. But were you slightly surprised he could win a derby that easily? Oh, Mick, we've been pleased with him, you know, the whole time we've had him. Um, I, I think with the trip that he got, um, so, you know, it was his race to lose in the run. Uh, yeah, just pleased that he could get the job done. An unusual week, Grant, for people both, of course, in Queensland, where there's been terrible flooding, and then, of course, it's in South to New South Wales. Were you affected in any way, getting down, getting back home, or by the flooding experience, apart from the obvious of the not being called off with a couple of races to go? Yeah, we just obviously had a tough week at home, like all of Queensland, but, um, yeah, we're a little bit worried that it might have got called off, and... Uh, yeah, we were watching the radar all day, hoping that we'd get our race in before the storm hit us at an angle. It's hard to bring a horse with an Albion Park preparation down to race at Menangle. Admittedly, he had been there before. Um, is he a horse who's stepped up with that high-tempo racing, or do you think being a better's delight as they're going further, it's just suiting him more? 
Oh, I think he's, you know, he's really versatile. I don't think, you know, most things will worry him. Um, our biggest trouble is getting them to go the mile and a half because they, you know, third through race at home, 2100. And, um, yeah, that's only downside to it, but, you know, to his credit, because he's a good horse, he was able to adapt. Tell us more about him, Grant, because he's bred in the purple. Um, he's out of a wonderful mare, and as I said, he's by better's delight. How did he come to be in your care? Um, interesting picking out the uh, yellow tail. Um, yeah, Kevin is, we were at the end of the time and went to yellow tail, and Kevin was happy to buy, buy too. And um, we sort of picked this fella out uh, more on breeding, and then we, uh, we picked what did he cost, Grant? Uh, uh, Late the farm sure is forty-five thousand. Well, he's worth about ten times, or maybe even twenty times that now. What do you do with him next? Uh, we'll, we'll give him a little, a little rest. Um, we just don't know how long that can be. Um, there's a gold race on that he's eligible, and then our winner carnival. So, yeah, we'll just have to, yeah, map, map that out a bit for him. And he's also got the like the Breeders Challenge back down in Sydney later in the year, and he's also a Breeders Crown. So there's plenty on for him if we, you know, can't, you know, at some stage we have to miss something. But yeah, we just sort of that's yeah, he has got a lot mapped out for him. Is it harder these days, Grant, to train these good three-year-olds or even two-year-olds because they are racing Group 1s in late February, early March, and then they'll still be racing Group 1s on New Year's Eve if you go to some of the other races? It's a pretty long season for them now, and as you said, you, you can't be everywhere. No, it, it is hard, and like you said, exactly, it's a long season. For him, so yeah, you just gonna probably just keep taking the year as, as you go, have it all set back somewhere. Well, you just gonna probably put the few on the rack and just regroup and then and just keep taking the races as they come and hope you have them right on. Grant, since the days of Buxafaco, obviously, you had back 15 years ago, um, there seems to be a thought that. The Queensland's not as strong as New South Wales form unless it's a Blackie or unless it's a, a B good Johnny back in those days. Um, do you think the form there actually does stack up or does it take a certain sort of horse to bring south? Oh, look, I, I think across the board now it's, it's hard to win a race anyway. Um, and I think a good horse in any state um, will compete in another state anyway. You know, I think just the level of competition across the board's got a harder. And yeah, I think that good horse anywhere will be, yeah, measure up wherever they've got to take them. Well, you mentioned good horses. Um, obviously, you have had a plethora of open-class horses and even some absolute superstars. Where does this horse sit, and are you confident that he can bring this three-year-old derby form in a year or a year and a half's time to the Grand Circuit? Um. As long as he stays healthy and sound, I'm sure the ability is there to do that. Um, yeah, that's the hardest part with the, how hard the racing is these days and how fast they go. It is hard to keep them obviously healthy and sound, but you're just going to hope you can manage them and, um, yeah, get them to go all the way through. That's what we all dream to do is, is uh, get a grand circuit horse.
Grant, uh, very difficult times not only for the states but of course for harness racing in the state of Queensland. Albion Park was awash last week. It wasn't the creek, it looked like a lake. Um, is it going to make things really tricky heading forward? Because I believe the track's going to need to be refurbished totally and retopped. And I presume most of your racing in the immediate future will be at Redcliffe. Yeah, I think as far as I know, they've got um, going to have two meetings at Marburg a week and then the rest at Redcliffe. So it's going to put the track staff under pressure at them tracks. But I'm sure they'll, I'll have them good under the circumstances that they've got to work under. And hopefully they can get Albion up and going as quick as they can. With Albion Park being out of play for at least a little while, Grant, is there more chance we might see you and Trista come south, target Menangle and, and bring some of those better free-for-all type horses south to race on the bigger track? Oh, probably not, Mick. We haven't got, um, you know, like Governor Dijon's out spelling, Top 31's having a bit of a break. So, it's, you know, we haven't really got that many to move with them. We're sort of probably trying to aim I'm our winter carnival anyway, so yeah, we won't be sort of doing too much travelling for a bit. We'll be happy to just sit home and um, yeah, just deal with what we've got to deal with here. The troubles aside, Grant, that Winter Carnival, which last year became the Constellations and has now become a far bigger deal with more stakes injected, it must have really revitalised things in harness racing in Queensland and given people a bit of a, a bit of a jump in their step after things had been going a bit quiet until a couple of years ago when racing Queensland started to get more innovative. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, it's great for the features to have more money, but across the, you know, we do need our base prize money to be up across the board, you know, at the end of the day, you know, everyone's got your bread and butter horses, which you've got to, you know, that's what you make most of your living off, you know. It's lucky enough that at the moment we've got one that can go away, but, you know, the Barbary stable is made up of those horses and we just yeah, probably need our base prize money to be up a bit just to catch the other states and, and uh, make things a bit more viable. You mentioned the sales and, and getting this horse two years ago at the sales for, for $45,000. Were you shopping yesterday as well? Uh, yeah, we've, we've uh, found two, so yeah, it'd be a fluke if we um, managed to find one as good as him again, but hopefully these, the two guys that we brought yesterday will go okay. Are they sold, Grant, or are they on the market for people who want to become part of Grant Dixon Racing? Uh, no, we, we um, bought them for Kevin and Kay. Um, well, hard to hard to compete with that firepower, Grant. It's hard to compete with that. Yeah, we don't sort of try and blow the budget down there. We just, you know, just try and um, oh, just give it another, you know, another horse, pull the source out of, and you know, just it gives you another opportunity to um, yeah, like race for their stake money down there too if they're good enough. Well, mate, it's uh, great to see you with another very, very good horse in the stable. In fact, two, both your derby horses look horses who will go all the way to you, to Trista, to, to the connections. Um, congratulations, mate, and well found. It's hard to find horses of that quality at that $45,000 mark. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. It's Grant Dixon, quality guy with quality horses around him, and Leap to Fame was unbelievably good. One of the best derby wins I've seen in the last 10 years anywhere in Australasia. He will be an open-class horse because he's by better's delight, so he will keep kicking the goals. Well, a man who was one of the team uh, responsible for the meeting in the industry on Saturday night was John Dumasey from Harness Racing New South Wales, and 
He was there when Menangal was formed. He's seen almost all the strange things, including pandemics, which cost us an inter-dominion delay for a year, and inquiries after other inter-dominions. John, that was something I don't think any of us saw coming because we knew there were weather warnings, but that sort of timing and the half an hour before a miracle mile, uh, it's a script you simply couldn't write. No, you couldn't, but it was cyclonic, really. Uh, we've seen heavy rain before. We've seen the horses uh, compete in the rain and compete uh, with all safety, but uh, that was beyond anyone's uh, imagination. Uh, I'm sure uh, many of your listeners uh, were watching Sky Thoroughbred Central and saw the vision. And, and I must say, um, David Watson, he, he took everything before him to uh, attempt... Uh, to assist the stewards with the meeting going ahead, but it, it was a forlorn ca- case. Uh, it, it half an hour of, of torrential rain, cyclonic rain, and the damage then to the track um, just caused um, the postponement. Um, it, there was no other choice. There was no argument from, from anybody on course um, that that um, shouldn't occur. But, um, yeah, we've seen plenty, but that was um, something else. The track sounds like it's rebounded for the majority of the track, John. There'll need to be some remedial work down on the inside where obviously the water runs to and therefore it ruts a bit more. Is that a big job? Uh, It will be a big job um, to the point that uh, yesterday, Sunday and this morning that um, uh, relentless rain has uh, kept up. Um, Horses worked on it. Um, The five horses that were still there in the retention barn from the Miracle Mile worked on it very well on the outside of the track on Sunday. Uh, this morning, horses have been working on the outside of the track, but even the uh, the ruts are starting to creep up into that area. So it's uh, it's basically closed now for two or three days. We've abandoned tomorrow's meeting at Menangle. Um, just can't get there to to do the repair work. Um, but the weather forecast is that it, it'll clear up by Wednesday um, if the boys, and they're the, the best, Jimmy Chang and Owen Mulligan, they're the best at restoring the track, and they will get back onto it, and we'll be back racing. Um, I think the race is about uh, 9 o'clock on, on Saturday night. We've got the Sky Thoroughbred um, Central coverage. It's somewhat abbreviated, but we'll have the have the, the Miracle Mile, the Garage Miracle Mile, Miracle Mile number 55 on Saturday night. Okay, John. So for people who think, oh, I would like to go, I'm, I'm sick of being stuck at home in the rain, if it's fine, I would like to go to Menangle. Are you confident they can start making plans for Saturday night? Are you confident that track will be up and running because we know the horses will be ready? I am as confident as what I was last week. Uh, we, we looked at actually transferring the entire meeting uh, one week when when the floodwaters came up. They They came up and they went down. There's no prediction that the floods will be uh, to the levels they were last week, but but we're in the we're in the hands of the weather gods in that respect. Uh, I can tell you already today the Menangle Bridge has gone under water again, so the water is rising. But um, we know that the flood mitigation measures that were put in when we established that track in uh, 2008 did did you know did hold a record um, back a record um, level of water. But I can be as confident that uh, we will be back again. And if I'm not, um, that'll only be in the hands of the weather gods, um, it, the, the torrential rain. And we're fortunate here uh, in, in, in at Menangle, as compared to uh, the unfortunate, and that we really reach out for them, the people in, in harness racing, but everyone in general in the community, but in harness racing with the damage that was done to Albion Park. So uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed and, and hope that um, it doesn't get as bad as what it did last week. But... Um, yeah, confidence is what it 
carries and yeah, make your plans for Saturday night. And if you're if, it, if you're a little bit, you know, hesitant, um, if the race goes on, it will be on Sky Thoroughbred Central and Sky One, so the viewing will be there once again. It's been a, a real bonus for harness racing during the Inter Dominions, and of course on Saturday night the Sky Thoroughbred Central coverage, and it really came to the fore during the abandonment because we had the ability for people like Ryan and, and Gareth and Brittany to have instantaneous information. John, it must have been incredibly tricky to ask them for participation on another night after this has happened. Uh, it wasn't tricky. It was about timing. Um, Tab and Sky are, are fully behind um, Harness Racing New South Wales, and we, we always respect that Racing New South Wales, they're, they're our partners, they're, we're aligned with them, they have not. Um, they've, they've encouraged us to put this um, this type of racing, this top quality racing, on towards the end of the the thoroughbred um, racing across Australia. Because we wait until the Perth uh, thoroughbreds are finished, um, and then we tune in with with what is outstanding harness racing. And we've got a great panel put together. This week it'll be somewhat abbreviated, but but the great thing for all viewers was. Sky Thoroughbred Central or Sky Channel is the leading broadcaster of racing across this nation. There on Saturday night, as it was with the Inter-Dominion, people sitting at home in their lounges, it was like reality television. This is happening right now and you can see it. No one else can offer that. And we're very uh, appreciative of Sky, what they do, of Racing New South Wales, allowing us into that slot to um, show that showcase harness racing. So... For the viewers at home, um, yes, if you can't make it to the track, certainly tune in and watch what, what is on offer, which will, will be a wonderful race. Um, take apart um, the horsemen. They're the best horsemen and women we have in this country that have their horses, the best horses, in the greatest uh, race, the Million Dollar Miracle, Garage Miracle Mile. So uh, it's there for everyone to see, and I encourage them to watch it. John, we'll be ramping up the coverage again. Of course, the Daily Telegraph was outstanding last week with a fantastic page on Saturday morning. Um, just for those who, who had a bet, John, if they bet into the final field market, that is post-barrier draw, those bets, I believe, are now null and void. But futures bets, for people who bet into the long-term markets, what happens to those? Yeah, that's my understanding. Um, they stand, but, um, uh, but, but just check with your um, wagering operator with Tapcorp what how the bet stands and 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 bet again and bet bet with confidence you'll pick the horse that you think can win so just um have a good crack at it john we also had the sales yesterday and selling horses in the wet can be a very tricky job but i thought some outstanding prices out of the apgs yes it was a, it was a very solid sale and uh, you, you always are concerned with so much wet weather around whether people can actually make it to the sales but they were there in their numbers uh, Good, good attendance. Um, some, there'll be some great purchases out out of that sale. Um, there were some high prices, um, uh, very solid right through. The clearance rate was very good, up around about eighty percent. So um, uh, a sale is where the vendor goes along and hopefully meets the market. Um, and if they don't, well, they have to take it home. But an eighty percent clearance rate is is pretty good for a sale um, under those circumstances. John, I know there's far more important things going on in the world right now than horse racing, but we would love the Miracle Mile to be run this Saturday night. You're a regular churchgoer. Could you potentially have a word to the man upstairs, John? Because we could do with some help. It's been a very tricky last 16 months from an angle. Oh, it is, but um, when I, I go to church, um, I, I pray for humanity uh, more than racing. I must say that um, 
quite clearly. Um, God um, will deliver, or the weather gods hopefully will deliver um, this that day a, a fine day and we can race right through the meeting. We had a perfect meeting up until that cyclonic storm. Um, the first race on the Mustang, 149 and a, and a tick. Um, it was a, a lower grade free for all or a, a lesser grade free for all, but um, the track was on fire, it was ready to go. There was some great racing coming into it, um, but for that, um, well, cyclone that hit and um, uh, that's the way it turned out. So um, we'll see what happens on Saturday, but we, we can do it with confidence that we've got a great track that can handle anything other than a cyclone in those circumstances we experienced last um, Saturday night. John, thank you and enjoy Miracle Mile week take two this week. Thank you very much. And it always, someone said there needed to be a controversy. Um, well, I suppose the controversy was that the first in 55 editions of the Miracle Mile, it had to be postponed. Um, uh, so we're across that path now. We'll look for something else coming forward. And then maybe this week with uh, those trainers having the horses all ready to go, they're all on a pretty equal playing field now um, with, with spaces between races. Uh, perhaps we'll even see uh, a dead heat or, um, or a three-peat uh, if, if King of Swing can win it. John, looking forward to it. That's John Dumasy, the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales. A remarkable, remarkable, unprecedented, it's a word we use a lot these days, Saturday night. The Miracle Mile bumps back to this Saturday, 9 o'clock, Sky Thoroughbred Central on Sky. And, of course, on this radio station, we're going to have plenty of Miracle Mile information. Take two. The next of that will be with Brittany Graham at 10.30 on Wednesday morning. Hope you can tune in for the remainder of the week. We'll also discuss it on Winners on Friday morning. That's on the pace on a Monday. Hopefully we have a different version of this show next Monday morning.